there yet, um, but that should be something coming soon. And uh, but today we're going to talk to the Chai Walk, and we have a uh, very nice uh, guest with us. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? So tell us uh, about your time at Chai Walk. Introduce yourself. So on yeah, my name is Leslie Cody, and I am a child program assistant with the Broome County Council of Churches. Um, I've been working there for the past month and a half. I'm an AmeriCorps service member there. Mm-hmm. And one of my main projects so far has been working on organizing the 32nd annual Chow Hunger Walk. Awesome. So to begin with, uh, just uh, where are you from originally? Uh, what are you doing up until this point? Yeah. So I'm from Binghamton originally. I grew up here and I went to Binghamton High School and I went to Binghamton University for college, for mm-hmm. undergrad. I graduated just this past May with my biology degree. Awesome. And um, eventually, I'm going to apply to occupational therapy schools, but I wanted to do something um, before graduate school that I felt was meaningful and um, and fun and didn't involve studying or <laughs> or homework. So, um, so I applied for an AmeriCorps position, and I was placed with Chow, which is a local hunger outreach organization throughout Broome County. So, um, so yeah, I've been there for about a month and a half, and it's a year long position. And basically, my job is to just work on a number of projects. And um, one of my first projects is the Hunger Walk. Awesome. So tell us about your time uh, Binghamton High School and Binghamton University. Were you involved at all locally in the community? Yeah. Throughout throughout my time um, as a student here, I've been involved in various projects. Um, nothing super long-term, but... Here and there, I'd be involved. I actually was never um, really acquainted with the Center for Civic Engagement mm-hmm. here on campus, which now, looking back on it, I wish I was a lot more. Um, but yeah, I've always I've always been in, <clears throat> involved in projects, and um, community engagement is really something that I'm passionate about, and I think it's really important for this community. How was your experience, um, the transition from being a Binghamton High School student to being at BU? Because yeah. I think most of the student body isn't from here. There's a few. Uh, there's some people who are from locally going to university. How is that transition, that adjustment, yeah. for you comparatively to what you saw with other people? Yeah. Um. The transition was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Socially, I have always lived at home with my family, so I think my experience in that respect has been a lot different. I've never lived on campus. Oh, okay. Um. But. But surprisingly, I I never really felt left out of any mm-hmm. of any like social things. Um, I I immediately met a lot of friends and I felt really um, involved and welcomed. And um, the schoolwork was a lot harder, obviously, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of pressure. So, what do you? What was your impression of the area? How do you feel that your impression of the area differed from other student, people that you get to know? And- yeah. Well, I. I've, I was born in Binghamton, mm-hmm. and um, so are my parents, as well as my grandparents. So um, Binghamton is really special to me, and um, and I think for a lot of students who come here from out of town, um, obviously they don't have the same connection as mm-hmm. the personal connection as I do, um, and a lot of what they see is really just um, the downtown area yeah. and at night. Um, but so what I see is a lot different from them, and... So I, I always like sort of describing to them my experience here and just how much I love it. And I'm really proud of this area. 
Would you take them around and show them the spots in your favorite places around? Yeah, I love going out to eat. Uh, so we'll always go out to eat. And um, yeah, I just really love this area so much. We'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show. I have a question for you, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go into that now. So why do you decide uh, to apply to be a VISTA um, before? Um, and why do you decide to stay in the area? Yeah, um, well, like I said, my whole family is here. So really... Moving away right after college wasn't even, I suppose it was an option, but it really wasn't uh, a consideration of mine at all. I knew I was going to stay in this area and that I would want to live with mm-hmm. my family. Um, so I'm still doing that. Um, one of my best friends, she was an AmeriCorps service member mm-hmm. two years ago, and she would always tell me about her experience, and I admired her so much for all the work she had done. And she actually was a student here at Binghamton and um, grew up here in this area oh, okay. also. Who was um, it? Her name is Aisha Fatima. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she graduated, I think, three years ago mm-hmm. now from here. So she did AmeriCorps. And, um, you know, so I was always, from from the moment that she had, had begun her service, I was always familiar with it. And so I figured this would be a really great thing for me to do. Um, it You get a living stipend. You get, um, like, an education reward at the end to help pay off your loans. Um, you get health insurance, so a lot of good benefits. Now, why do you decide to do it through Chow? Yeah, the way it works is that you apply to AmeriCorps, um, and in this area, the Rural Health Service Network mm. um, is like the AmeriCorps sort of organizer for the southern tier um, in this area. So I applied for that um, through them. I had an interview with them, and then they they had... Um, various positions posted that were available. And so I chose my top three positions. Um, others were more health-related um, than than the child one is, which is obviously hunger-related. Um, so I, I put down my top three choices, and then I had interviews with each of those sites. Mm-hmm. And then um, sort of based on um, my original interviewers' um, recommendations and my choice and Chow's choice, we sort of all agreed that I would go for Chow. So... Awesome. So what you spoke about briefly, so what do you do for uh, Chow currently in the, in the Council of Churches? Yeah. So like I said, my position is it sort of is just, um, it's very general. Um, mm-hmm. I basically just work in a group of people and we work on various projects. So like I said, the the Hunger Walk is what I'm working on now, but um, even before I've started working on it within the past two, three weeks really seriously, I was working on the Chow Bus, mm. which is another project of ours. And which, what's that? Um, it's a new project as of this past summer. Um, basically, it's a mobile food market, <laughs> and we go to underserved areas throughout Broome County uh, five days of the week um, on this really big it, – it's an old school bus yeah. that we renovated. And um, we painted it with spray paint. We have a really great artist who works for us, so he generously donated his time and work for that. And so it's a really eye-catching bus, and we take it into underserved areas five days of the week, and we serve um, at, for as low cost as we can um, fresh produce hmm. individuals. And um, so whatever we purchase ourselves, we we will sell fruits and vegetables. We purchase it from B-Log and Sun Produce, which is a local produce distributor. And then whatever we grow on our chow farm, which is out in Conklin, or whatever is donated to us by local farmers, we will give away for free hmm. off, off of the chow bus. 
Um, and we take cash and we take card. We take food stamps, which is now known as SNAP. Um, and also the idea behind it is um, is to destigmatize hunger. Hmm. Um, so the people that we serve are not only um, food insecure individuals, but they are also individuals who are not food insecure. Um, and every two dollars that we make, oh, and this is also the only food um, throughout the entire throughout the entire program of Chow that we um, charge for. So every other type of food that Chow gives to people, we give it away for free. Um, and then the profits that we make from the Chow bus, every two dollars buys a lunch for a child when they're not in school. Oh wow! So um, and it goes right right to that. So what were you primarily doing with the Chow bus? Were you driving it around or? Well, that's um, that's soon. Um, I do not have my commercial driver's license uh. right now. So, um, but I and several of our other AmeriCorps service members are in the process of training to get our CDLs. So what what sort of uh, tasks are you doing to get that bus up and running to carry it throughout the county? Yeah. Um, so ever since we started, we've been, um, we've constantly been trying to get more and more sites. Mm -hmm. um, even, even within a single day, we'll, we'll go to two, three, four different sites throughout the county. Um, so one of one of our other AmeriCorps service members, she also went here. Her name is Laura Livingood. Um, she's also an AmeriCorps service member working for Chow, and she is actually heading the Chow bus. So that is that's really her project. Mm -hmm. And I and the other the other AmeriCorps service member were sort of just assisting her with it. Um, so she's worked really, really, really hard mm -hmm. at um, at really like getting the word out there about the bus, and and we really want people to feel welcome from. From all walks of life. Now, uh, coming up, you have the Chow Walk, mm -hmm. which is this coming Sunday. Yes. From what time to what time? Yeah, registration begins at 1 o'clock, and the walk kicks off at 2 o'clock. The walk is 1.3 miles. It's a lot shorter this year. Mm -hmm. um, it's the 32nd annual walk. So um, in years past, it's been two and a half miles. So we've really cut it down quite a bit, almost to half that length. Um so, you know, it'll go for as long as however it takes you to walk that that length. And then afterwards, we have food um, served free by our own Sodexo here. Mm -hmm. um, they put on a really great, great meal for everyone, for all the participants. And it is here on campus. Mm -hmm. It is the staging area where all of the entertainment and music and food will be, as well as registration, is behind the East Gym in Lot E1, mm -hmm. near like the soccer fields and the tennis courts. Um, and we'll have signs all over. And um, the really great thing about the walk is that it's really simple to, as far as registration. Mm -hmm. um, there's no pre-registration required. And um, so there's there's no, like, amount of money that you have to, that you have to, like, pay to register okay. for the event. Um, so, it's, it's, so it is free? It is free. We yeah. just ask that you raise money beforehand. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's less than a week away. Um, but the idea is that you pick up one of our envelopes, which you can find here on campus in the CCE office. The Center for Civic Engagement office is in UU 137. It's at where the new and old unions meet. Yes. So, so you could pick up an envelope there and in that envelope, you can put your donation or raise donations, you know, among your friends, family, you know, roommates, whatever. 
Um, and then on the day of, you come to the registration table at 1 o'clock and hand that envelope in with your name. Um, and then for every $50 that you raise, we'll give you a really nice T-shirt. Um, and then everyone else will get highlighters this year. Um, and then, yeah, there's free entertainment all day, free music. We'll have a band, free food after. So it's a really great deal, and it's a really great way to really directly impact um, individuals who are suffering in our area. Yeah, and um, sorry, I just blinked on what I was totally about to ask. Oh yeah, and you you guys also take food donations of yes, um, yes. Um, non perishables, correct? We do. We're gonna have a big truck there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to park it right outside the East Gym, actually, so that it sort of greets you on your way in. Um, so we're cl- on on that truck. We're collecting non perishable food donations, um, and really even even like a single can helps it really does mm-hmm. and like it really adds up very quickly so um so yeah if you are participating in the walk we ask that you all that you also bring as many non-perishable food donations as possible um and even also if you do not want to participate in the walk itself you can just stop by and give us money you don't even need to to put it in the envelope you could just stop by the registration table and anonymous anonymously donate money as and if you're if you know for anyone who has Students especially, any extra soup cans or any extra mac and craft mac and cheese, mm-hmm. um, those are would be gladly uh, taken by the Chow Walk. Um, so, what sort of stuff were you have you been doing over the last few days to prepare for the Chow Walk? Yeah. Um, so, as far as the day of um, logistical stuff and and setting up and tents, um, we really already have that that down. Um, we're going to have the Zoomobile there, um, which will be really fun. Um, we'll be having, yeah, a lot of entertainment music. Um, so as far as the day of stuff, we I have that all set. But right now I'm really trying to get the word out about the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, we really this year want to get a lot of participants, as many as we can. Um, our goal this year is to raise enough money to serve 250,000 meals. Wow to food insecure individuals. And every dollar that is raised goes directly towards um, purchasing four meals. So we're able to turn $1 raised into $7 worth of food. Wow. So so really- how does that, And how is that possible? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what, in, in what way um, we're able to turn it into the seven dollars mm-hmm. um but but one dollar raise does does equal four meals okay. so um and that that dollar goes directly towards that we do not make a profit off of this event mm-hmm. um so i think we're really um unique in that way and and yeah so even if you're not able to walk on the day of but you do want to help our cause um you can send in the money or, or just stop by uh, is there any way for people to give online perhaps Yes. Vis- just visit our website. Um, you can even just Google Chow at Broome County Council of Churches and follow the links. It's a really simple website. Or you can also send money into our office at 3 Asiningo Street um, in Binghamton, New York, 13903. Mm-hmm. Um, and also these, obviously the fall and winter months are upon us. And so the timing of this event is also significant. Um, because these months are really difficult for individuals, particularly food insecure individuals, mm-hmm. um, because the money that they would usually be using for food is rather a lot of it is going towards higher heating and and um, and electrical costs. 
So, um, so the winter is really difficult for these individuals. So, um, and, and the, if you do bring non-perishable food donations, those will go directly toward, um, one of our 30 food pantries in the area. Mm. This is uh, the Center for Civic Engagement Radio Show on WHW Binghamton. We're here uh, speaking with Leslie Cody. Leslie is a uh, uh, Maricor Vista at the uh, Broome County C- Council of Churches working on hunger uh, throughout Broome County. Uh, this upcoming Sunday is the Chowwalk Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse. Um, it's going to be uh, starting at 1. The registration is at 1. Registration is at 1. The walk starts at 2. It's on Binghamton University's campus. Uh, you can find it. It's by the East Gym. So if you drive in through the main entrance, that's the gym directly on the left. Uh, if you go left at the traffic circle, um, that is exactly where the East Gym will be. There will be probably hundreds of people here to walk, hundreds of people um, going through, uh, bringing in some per- non-perishable foods, bringing in donations for chow. And this is one of, if not the largest fundraiser uh, for chow throughout the year. And it's really a way to benefit uh, our local families uh, and to ensure that they, uh, as we enter, as, as uh, Leslie was just saying, enter into these cold months and uh, where uh, hunger tends to be heightened um, to benefit a great organization, benefiting people locally. And students, any member of the community is invited to join. So, Leslie, what else? What's coming up? You uh, you working on the chow walk? Chow walk is, you know, Monday afternoon. I'm sure it'll be ver- very nice to yes. have it over. Yes. But uh, what what will you have after um, yeah. that you'll be working on? Yeah. So um, another project we're working on, um, which we really plan to start working on a lot more starting Monday, is our ten ton food drive, mm-hmm. um, which is not a project that I'm really super involved in right now, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's 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 happening a week one of the weeks in November. It's a week long event, and our goal, as you can imagine from the the name of it, is to raise ton, ten tons worth of food. Wow! Um, and non perishable food items. Wow! Um, so it would be the same the same types of foods that we hope you would bring to our walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of that food will go directly towards one of our um thirty food pantries. Mm. Um, the way that our food pantries work is that. Um, anyone can come to them for their first time. Um, and our goal is to give each individual or each family, really each household, enough food um, to last them five days. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really a great way to help families out, especially during this mm-hmm. time of year. Um, so we give them enough food for five days. And then um, once they come for their first time to the food pantry, mm-hmm. they are registered um, we register into the, them into the system so that they can come back to the food pantry once a month. Hmm. Um, and, of course, they could, if they want more food within that month, they can go to another food pantry that we have. Um, and all of our food pantries are run by volunteers. Um, for every paid hour of work that Chow puts out, we have five to six hours of volunteer work. So really... Um, we really depend on both donations and volunteerism. We're a super grassroots organization, and really the walk represents that really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so uh, we were talking earlier. I guess we're going to talk about the area a little bit more. Yeah. Um, traditionally, one of uh, my favorite questions to ask every interviewer, and since you're from locally, I think this will be something which you um, feel strongly about, 
what you think are the best kept secrets for Binghamton University mm-hmm. and for the local community. Huh. And child cannot be one of them. Okay. <laughs> um, best kept secrets. Um, well, I think that a lot of students already know this, but um, I just love the restaurants here. Mm-hmm. I really, really love the restaurants. There are so many good ones. Um, so really one of the things that I like to do most here is eat out. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, Except for your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> and also there are so many beautiful um, areas to hike mm-hmm. and to walk. Even our nature preserve here is yeah. so beautiful and even like way more extensive than a lot of students realize. Um, so yeah, those are some some nice things to do. What are your favorite places to, where are your favorite places to hike? Um, well, the, the nature preserve is probably the most, um, the one that I go to the most. Um, also, there's Shenango Valley State Park, which is really beautiful. Um, there are just a lot of areas very close to the city that really are not like city, are not like the city. Um, you can go 10 minutes and and drive out to a really rural area. Yeah. See its, see it's beauty. Totally. Um, so you're... Being a Vista, your Vista until what? Probably next what, June, July, August. Yes, like next that? August. It is exactly a year long position. So what? What are your thoughts for? Oh, you said uh, occupational therapy. Correct? Yeah, yeah. What's so? Explain to us what occupational therapy exactly. Is. Yeah. Um. So when I was sort of discovering what I wanted to do, I really didn't know what occupational therapy was either. Um. It in a lot of ways it is similar to physical therapy. Um, but what occupational therapists do, um, like for instance, if, if someone has a stroke, um, an OT might help them relearn how to write or relearn how to tie their shoes. It's like how, how to help them do tasks rather than, um, whereas in physical therapy, maybe you hurt your leg and they're rehabilitating Mm -hmm. that leg. Um, so I... I really would like to work with developmentally disabled individuals as an OT. I do that right now. Um, I work for Community Options, which is a local mm-hmm. um, local organization. I only do about 12 hours there a week. So I, I'm doing that on top of my work at Chow. Um, so, yeah, occupational therapy is what I want to do. Um, but before then, I want to take even a couple of more years off before I apply to that. Um, a lot of AmeriCorps service members do um, – like two years, mm-hmm. um, like two two stents. So, so I would I would really be interested in staying in this area for even other, another year. Um, and the great thing about AmeriCorps is that you can do a summer long um, program, or you could do a nine month long program, or a year, and you could do those for full time or part time. Hmm. So it's really flexible. So that's something else I would like to do. I'd like to do that again. And would you want to stay with Chow, or would you want to try to explore some other organizations? I would love to stay with Chow. Um, I I don't think that my that my experience could could get much better. I really love the people I work with, love the people I work for, and and I really feel like I'm directly impacting people and their lives, um, which is exactly what I was looking for when I applied to AmeriCorps. Um, so yeah, I'll um, I'll do some more shadowing of OTs and whatnot within the next year. I'm not in any rush. Um, but eventually I'll, I'll go to OT school and that will actually be my first time that I am living away from my family or from Binghamton. Um, so 
but I'm sort of putting it off a little bit. <laughs> what's your favorite restaurant since we're talking about food? A lost dog, lost of dog. course. Yeah. Okay, don't say lost dog. Let's go with another one. <laughs> um, I love Mogul. I love huh. Indian food. So, Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually been to Mogul. No? I've been to a bunch of different places, but never. Yeah. It's on Vestal Parkway, right? Yeah, yeah, on UP. And actually, um, I realized that this past semester, they moved into the marketplace. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I have been to that. Yeah. So it's that that area has always been Indian food, but it hasn't always been Mogul. Yeah. So now Mogul is there, and yeah, I love Mogul. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on the show um, tonight. Um, Leslie Cody is with the Chow uh, Community Hunger Outreach Program. Work. Wait, Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, this come upcoming Sunday um, will be the Chow Walk. Come out. Check out Chow's website. Next week, I'm very excited. Um, we're going to have um, two senior members of the City Year organization continuing on with our theme of AmeriCorps. And they're going to talk a little bit about the general aspects of AmeriCorps more from a, an organizational perspective than on an individual service uh, level and its goals throughout the country um, and kind of the movement towards uh, people and young adults uh, performing a year of service. Um, and I want to thank you again, Leslie, for coming on. Thank you. Um, this has been the Center for Civic Engagement radio show on WHW Binghamton. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening and the rest of your week. Thank you and have a good night. I'm tired.